So, when does he get here? I asked, folding my arms. My husband sat in his chair with a beer in his hand, watching the television. When he gets here, he shrugged. He did not even look at me. He called earlier and said he had to do a few things. Then he would be here. He said, his eyes still glued to the television. I shook my head at him and went into the laundry room. I looked back at him. At one time, he would do anything to help me around the house. Now he just sat there, collecting dust and drinking. I couldn't blame him for the sitting part. He had an accident at work just over a year ago. The doctors said he would never be able to walk for long periods or carry anything heavy. So going back to construction was out of the question. So, there he sat day after day. While I worked at the nursing home, I cooked, cleaned, and did whatever needed to be done around the house. The bills did not stop, though, and since it was his fault for getting into the accident, the job did not pay workers' comp. You better wash your hair if you want me to cut it. I yelled back at him. Whatever, I will do that later. He yelled back, which meant he would not do it, which also meant his hair would smell like smoke and whatever crap was in that chair. I shook my head. We had been married for a little over 15 years. The first few years were the best. Now we tried to stay out of each other's way. I dumped the last load of his clothes into the washer and gathered myself. Today was the day another man was going to come live with us, since the bills were too much for us to pay on our own. Tim, my loving husband, decided to rent the downstairs basement to one of his ex-co-workers. I had not met the man or did I want to, but he paid for three months in advance in cash. So who was I to say no to that? I looked over at Tim as he laughed at something stupid on the television. He was 37 and looked in his 40s. He used to be a track star in high school. That's where we met. But now, he could not run to save his life. Even if the accident did not occur. A beer belly the size of a beach ball. Graying hair with a receding hairline. His eyes used to give me shivers when he looked at me, but now they looked defeated as if life had beaten all the motivation out of him. I was no bombshell either, so I could not complain. When he met me, I was the head cheerleader. I had kept in shape up until a year ago. But after things went wrong, I started to put on weight. Whether you want a laid-back trail to hit with friends or you're planning something more adventurous, All Trails Plus is your guide to making the most of your time outdoors. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus with code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. I was not huge or obese, but I wasn't going to do any cartwheels anytime soon. I looked in the bathroom mirror one last time. Well, this is as good as it's going to get, I said to myself. My ginger hair was all a mess, but it usually was. My mom used to say no gel or cream could tame my hair. And she was right. But I loved my eyes. They were green, the lightest green I had ever seen. People still stopped me to tell me how my eyes looked. The door knocked loudly. I'll get it, Tim said. I nodded. Here was the moment my life would change. Babysitting two men. I shrugged and walked out. I heard the two of them laughing at the front door. I turned the corner from the bathroom into the front room just as they came from the hallway. Sandy, this is Jeremy, Tim said, introducing me to a giant of a man. Hi Sandy, Jeremy said, reaching out his giant hands. I smiled and shook his hand. Jeremy stood there looking down at me with a perfect smile. He stood almost seven feet tall, bald head, very muscular. There must not be an ounce of fat on him. And he was black, not charcoal black but almost brown. He reminded me of the black guy on my favorite show. Criminal minds but much taller and much more muscular. I'll show you around the house, Tim said with a smile on his face. You got the money, right? Jeremy asked. Yeah, of course, Tim said, nodding his head. The two walked into the hallway towards the stairs to the basement. 
Well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I sat down on the couch listening to Tim, giving the giant the tour. After they were done, they came into the front room. Thank you again for having me, Jeremy said, sitting down on the other couch. No problem, Tim said. Happy to help, he said, picking up his beer. Did you want one? He said, offering Jeremy a beer. No, I don't drink, Jeremy said. Or smoke, he said, looking over at me. I gave three months advance because I should be out of your way in that time, he said as he explained his situation. He had just gotten a divorce, and by the sounds of it, it was a nasty one. He was planning to move out of state and just needed a place to stay until the dust settled. Well, make yourself at home, I said as I got up to check the laundry. I will get the stuff out of my truck. Jeremy said as he stood up. He towered over me as I only stood at 5'6". Sorry, he said as we nearly bumped into each other. The rest of the day, we saw Jeremy load and unload things from his pickup, back and forth. Tim did not ask if he wanted help. And by the way, Jeremy lifted things. It seemed he did not need it. He finally stopped close to dinner time. Dinner is ready, I said as I made Tim his plate. I brought it out to him and looked around for Jeremy. Downstairs, Tim said as he took his plate. I sighed, just like a man. He did not hear me when I talked. I walked to the door. I began to open it then realized it was not mine to just open anymore. I knocked hard and announced dinner, but heard nothing. I opened it a touch and looked down the stairs. I could see movement down there. Jeremy, I made dinner, I said. He peeked his head around the corner and looked up the stairs. Thank you. You did not have to. I brought a hot plate to make my own dinners, so I would not be a bother. Jeremy smiled up at me. I was curious how he had the place looking down there. Want to come down? He asked, as if he sensed my curiosity. Sure, I smiled as I went down the stairs. Wow, I said, marveling at what Jeremy had done. All of this was in your truck? I asked as I looked around. Most of the cement floor was covered with a thin carpet. There were two sofas, a colossal entertainment cabinet with a large screen television, some game console. Over on the other side was a medium-sized fridge. Right next to it was a small cabinet with a two-faced hot plate on top. Where are you going to put your clothes? I said, looking around for something for him to use to put his clothes. I will just live out of my suitcase for now. It's only a few months, Jeremy shrugged. Typical. I nodded. We have a clothes cabinet. We are not using. It's yours if you want it. I told him. Of course. Just until I move out, he said, nodding. We walked back upstairs. As I turned around, I saw Jeremy checking out my ass. I smiled, but he looked away just as I had caught him. Well, at least I still had a nice ass. It would seem, Tim was still in his usual place, going to give him the cabinet. We are not using, I said to him, which he just nodded. I shook my head at him and went upstairs. This time Jeremy was ahead of me. I guess he did not want me to catch him checking out my ass again. But it was me checking out his. For a man, he had a very nice one. Very firm and tight. I saw a smile on his face as he looked back. Damn, I thought to myself. He caught me. Well, it was only fair, I thought. Here you go, I said, pointing it out in the other spare room. Perfect, he said as he looked it over. Good, I will get the dolly from the garage, I said as I began to walk away. I heard some grunting and a large heaving sound. I turned to look, and the giant had lifted it up. It had taken two men with a dolly, nearly an hour to get this thing up here. When we moved in here, now here he was picking this thing up by himself. You mind, it isn't that light, he said, still with a smile on his face. I moved out of the way as he moved towards the steps. Want me to? 
I began to say as he put his back against the wall. He began to walk down the stairs. I heard him counting. I smiled. It was something my father had done. Count the steps. So he knew how many there was. I followed him down as draws slipped in and out. Door. He yelled as he got to the basement door. I ran ahead and opened it. Again, Jeremy counted as he made his way down into the basement. There, Jeremy said as he put it down. I looked at him. He was sweating and the muscles in his arms were bulging. Mentioned something about dinner. He laughed. Yeah, come on. I will fix you a plate. I said. The two of us sat at the dinner table. It had been a long time since I sat at the dinner table. Usually, Tim ate his dinner in his chair. I took mine into the computer room. And that was it until we both went to bed. We talked about a lot of stuff. Good stuff. Not just idle chatter. I learned that he had played football in high school, married a co-worker from a previous job, and they had fallen apart through the years. I told him about Tim and me, how we met, and my career. Going to bed, Tim said to us. As Tim got up, I looked down at the time. It was way past the usual time I went to bed. Jeremy and I had talked the rest of the day away. We both said our goodnights and went to bed. When I climbed into bed, Tim started making his usual moves to get me in the mood, which was pitiful. Finally, I gave in, and he climbed on top of me. I felt him slide his dick into me, and I pretended to moan as he began to fuck me. Within a few minutes, his body went rigid as he came. He rolled off, and within another minute, he was fast asleep. This was the usual sexual routine we had. Before we got married, Tim was a master in the bedroom. After we got married, it got less and less. Until it became what had become the norm. Of course, he blamed it on his back after the accident, but it was like this even before the accident. I grabbed my toy and went into the bathroom to finish the job. As I sat there on the toilet, I began to slide it into me, turning the settings. I began to think of all the usual things that turned me on, like some of the football player dreams I had. I found myself thinking of Jeremy, and this got me really horny. I moved the toy faster inside me and on my clit. It was just not cutting it anymore. I wanted the real thing. I dreaded what I was going to do. I went back into the bedroom. I tried to wake my husband up so he could help me. I should have really bought that new toy my friends were talking about. Then I wouldn't have to rely on Tim at all. I grabbed his limp dick and began to rub it. It began to harden as he woke up. What? He said as he looked at me. Nothing, I said. I didn't need him awake, just his hard cock. I straddled myself over it and lowered It was so much better than that toy. I began to bounce up and down on it. I looked down at him, and he had a startled look on his face. It had been years since I had ridden him like this. I put my hands on his chest and closed my eyes, thinking of Jeremy's muscular arms. Fuck, it was making me hornier. I began to ride him faster. I opened my eyes but only saw my husband. I'm coming, he said. Not yet, I said to him. He shook his head as I felt him coming inside me. Got him it. I shouted as I climbed off him. That was it. Short of money or not, I was getting that toy. What was that all about? Tim asked. Nothing. Go back to sleep. I snarled as I laid down and turned my back to him. 